Hey family, welcome to the Hands Up, Don't Shoot podcast, where I, your host, Ashley France Howell, tell the stories of Black victims of police brutality. Uh, Today, I want to introduce a special guest that we have, Mr. Anthony Parker, aka Wordsmith. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for having me on your podcast and congratulations to kicking it off. Thank you so much. So I want to start off by letting you introduce yourself, have the people learn more about who you are and and what you're about. Sure. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, Well, again, my name is Wordsmith. I'm a songwriter and performer. I'm an entrepreneur and philanthropist out here in Baltimore City. I uh, run a nonprofit called Rise With A Purpose. We're currently doing a major fundraiser with doTERRA Wellness to fund a permanent music school here in Baltimore City. Since, the, as we know, the public school curriculum out here does not have music a part of it at all. So I'm trying to build a permanent one. I also run my own entertainment company. I have about five artists uh, signed to my label from different parts of the world. Uh, One of my artists is from Haiti. I have another artist from Tunisia. I have a punk rock band from Ukraine and I have two other artists from here in the United States. And I'm also an artistic partner with the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra. I signed a two year contract with them in September, 2020 to create diversity driven programs for the orchestra. Uh, create new material and do reinterpretations of old classical material. So uh, just trying to have my hands in a lot of different things that will enhance the community, but also bridge that gap, you know, further to the black community. Awesome. That is amazing. (laughs) Um, So this podcast, again, is called Hands Up, Don't Shoot. And I do discuss victims of police brutality and sometimes they are killed and then sometimes they do make it out and i know you did tell me about a story that you had um with your encounter with police brutality so can you tell me about that sure my situation happened back in 2013 Uh, if you live in in baltimore and you go down to the downtown area around marketplace where power plant was at, that's where, that was the setting. I was actually, the dynamic of the day was crazy because I had earlier that day to go on vacation with my parents at Bush Gardens. So I wasn't even in Baltimore. I came back later that night because a friend of mine was having a birthday party and that's what brought me back to the city. And we were hanging out most of the night um, around, I would say 1.30 in the morning. We kind of came out the club area and if you know the little kind of circle right there in marketplace, we kind of were sitting right there where the water fountain and things were at. And, you know, if you know the area, you know, during the summer marketplace is packed with people. And, you know, just being honest, it's definitely packed with more white people and more college kids than anything than black mm-hmm. folks just because of the area. So we had two cops. It was a buddy of mine who was sitting there. We had two cops. They came up on both sides of us. The cop on my side told me I needed to get up and proceed to head home. I looked around, of course, to be like, okay, well, one, why are you telling this to me with all these people out here? Two, I live in Baltimore so long to know that the clubs didn't close at 1.30. They closed at 2.30. Just me questioning this cop, the next thing I felt was being pushed out on my face to the ground. I had like four or five cops up on top of me. 
again, all I did was tell the truth and question what the cops said to me, which I knew was wrong. Right. I ended up spending three days locked up over that one situation of questioning a cop. I remember when I got to uh, the detention center here in the city and I asked them, well, what, what are the charges? And they had the nerve to put my charges were lewd conduct. We all know what lewd conduct is. Right. I mean, to go to that extreme and say yeah. that I, you know, revealed something of my body is ridiculous. But again, they had nothing to put on me. And, you know, it's a deeper issue to discuss here. But, you know, unfortunately, there is a lot of corruption within the Baltimore City Police Department. And mm-hmm. besides that being police brutality, racial profiling, also, it goes, it's systemic with the Baltimore Police Department out here that they do these type of things to regular black individuals on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And it just happened to be my night and my time where I guess I got selected. And so not only was I locked up for those couple of days, my parents and my kids had no clue where I was at. And if you think about it again, where the story started, we spent vacation in Bush Gardens the top of that day. I yeah. came back to Baltimore at night to go to a birthday party and they didn't hear from me for three days after that. Yeah. So just the magnitude of that, the magnitude of that and um, the not knowing and not getting my rights, not even being able to make a call while I was locked up, um, going in there and a lot of people don't know when you go into the Baltimore City prison, the first thing they do is they test you for HIV and AIDS, hepatitis. They... <laughs> ask you the craziest questions, mm-hmm. you know? So you're, there's no difference of, you know, you might have a cohort of killer right next to you and you getting the same treatment as him and all you did was question the cops. So right. I had a lot of anger for a lot of years, Ashley. And um, the only way I was able to get rid of that anger and find peace was to start being more active in my community, to be honest mm-hmm. and, and push change, you know, personally, but also working with other people in the community and want to see the same change I do. Oh, thank you for telling us that. Um, so you actually answered my next question was, did, did it affect you long term? And um, is it something that you're still dealing with or you've overcome it? And if you are still dealing with, do you think you will eventually overcome or um, and how, how do you think that would happen? Um. It's unfortunate, you know, because when I was growing up, Ashley, I think you can contest it as cops weren't always viewed the same way they are now. They was almost looked at as friendly, you know, in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. They would come to your school. And so just the whole dynamic is different. And me being an adult, I truly fear a cop. When I got pulled Mm -hmm. over two weeks ago, first off, when when the cop pulled up with the light, I'm saying, what am I being pulled over for? And I got pulled over because one of my license plate lights was out. You know, something so minor, you know, but my heart's pounding, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because, again, I have this traumatic memory, and uh, anytime I have relations with cops as far as being out somewhere and someone them stopping me, I get nervous. And I think a lot of Black Mm -hmm. folks do. I'm fine if it's in a regular setting and, you know, having a conversation or having a dinner and cops are there, it's fine, but... It's that moment they stop you when you feel like you're just minding your business, that fear comes upon you. And so, you know, I hope to shake it. It's definitely lessons. I don't carry that that heavy burden of anger. And I do want to have a relationship with the Baltimore City Police Force, because Mm -hmm. if you don't, you know, how can you truly make change out here? And that's part of 
why I want to open this music school is they have to realize having a music school out here, especially for the young black youth that's on the corner every day in the streets, not knowing what to do with their life. That's going to take some of that struggle away from the cops. They have to go out there every day and get on these kids and take them off the corner and put them through that cycle mm -hmm. of arrest them, let them out, arrest them, let them out. Let me get some of these kids, open up their gifts and let them see that, oh, I didn't know I could play guitar. I didn't know I could play, mm -hmm. you know, keyboard. They're not going to want to stand on the block when you when you get up every day. And you're like, man, I can't wait to get to that music school and play keyboard today or or learn sheet music day or play violin today. So. Again, I have the, the fear of when I'm in the situations of being pulled over or stopped, but I also know it's just as important to work with them to, to have change. Right. Understandable. Um, so you brought up your community organizations. Can you tell me some more about those? Sure. I, I opened up Rise With A Purpose, my nonprofit, in June of 2020 still in the midst heavy of the pandemic and uh i chose that just because i said a lot of people are suffering a lot of people are struggling um i know kind of the voids here in the city so when i opened it up you know i wanted to focus on four things uh one being music programs and working on now but working with the homeless community and creating uh what i call a community lunch line where i will have different uh, nationalities making dishes and we'll actually set up a community lunch line where we can make the homeless feel included in the community uh, with regular people you know not that you know I hate when I see people walk past homeless people like they don't exist they're not real yeah. and so not only do I want to give them a taste of different foods from around the world that they may have never tasted or you know even when you go to a shelter and I'm not putting it down or saying anything bad, don't take it the wrong way, but mm -hmm. you know, you kind of get the same food because that's what they can give you. And so I think sometimes it would be nice to, hey, try this dish that, you know, is an Indian dish, you know, mm -hmm. try this Latin dish here and just give them that feel of, you know, I'm just a regular person, you know, I'm just, I'm struggling right now. I hope to get back on my feet, but also have a community of people to support them because you never know who you can meet. And you find out that this particular homeless person has a skill set that's needed in a certain job or just says, hey, I went through this particular time in my life to put me out here, but doesn't make me dumb, doesn't make me less of a man or a woman. I just need opportunity again. And so it's almost a homeless networking event where they can eat, be around regular working people and try to build those connections again. Um, and the third thing I'm working on is police reform, uh, different programs for that. Uh, which we know is a heavy task, not something I can do on my own, but more just having the conversation alive, seeing if there's different initiatives that we could have petitions for to try to get past that. I would say more power out here on the streets to protect ourselves when we do have, you know, maybe rogue cops that are not following the rules. I love it. Love it. So you did mention earlier that you are an artist um, and it's your, your alias is wordsmith. So can you tell me how you got started with, I guess, music and spoken word and, and writing and things like that? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, my background was, was mainly theater in the beginning with a okay. love of music and I knew I could write music, but I was more into theater and I was into football. I had actually played football at Morgan State and got a scholarship. And so I went to sports and I went to acting and I thought that was gonna be my thing and my path changed again to where music more revealed ways for me to impact more people. 
And so through my music, I've been able to be to 11 different countries since 2016. And when I go to different countries, I just don't go there to do concerts. I hold workshops um, that teach music, that teach hip hop history, that I uh, teach songwriting, guitar, piano, some of the same stuff I'm looking to do here in the city. But mm -hmm. I've been able to go to Africa three times and work with a lot of different underserved youth, aspiring musicians who don't have any of the opportunities we have here in the United States. And so I more look at myself, you know, as not just I do music for any type of fame. I honestly do music to provide opportunities for others and uh, and give others shots that they may never have. You know, I know how tough it was for me to navigate this industry and be successful and be able to support my family off of it. So I really want to give as many people as possible that blueprint to do this for a living. This is music is probably one of the riskiest professions you could have because yeah. <laughs> all of us have a different. Yeah, it's a different game plan. You know, I can't what I may have did to be successful may not work for the next person where you know, in other jobs, they pretty much tell you, hey, this is your job, this is your position, this is what you have to do to be successful. Music, it evolves literally by the month sometimes and you're having mm -hmm. to change or do this different. So uh, thankfully I've been able to navigate it and uh, be successful. And I'm just trying to teach those same things to, to the kids so they can be that next generation of leaders. Awesome. So with the, I guess the current state of COVID and, and all of that, how are you handling being able to teach and get your messages out there? I, I've been actually really blessed, Ashley. I um, I had a good relationship with a professional studio up in Delaware. It's about an hour here from the city. And I used to go up there to rehearse sometimes before I would go on tour because they had such really good professional facilities. And after I would say seven or eight months of going through COVID, um, some of my promoters, sponsors, my partnership with the Department of State, they all were looking to start doing virtual programs. So I would say since November of 2020, I've done programs for Panama, um, Tanzania, Tunisia, and I just got doing a program for Ukraine and I have one for Portugal coming up. So though I'm not able to physically travel to these locations, I still have been able to devise virtual programs that is very impacted to the youth in these countries, but also gives them the feeling of being at an actual live concert. Mm -hmm. um, so when I do my concerts and workshops, it's on a stage, we got a full light show going, it's a drummer, you know, it's a, it's a DJ, it's a keyboardist, there's a dancer. It's, it's a live show, you know, it's not that I don't want to perform in my living room, but right. I want people to still get that feel of, hey, I can't actually come to a show. So when I watch it, it should kind of look like a show I would watch if I was watching it on TV. And yeah. so I've actually been able to stay working as a musician just because of the way I presented myself during this time of I'm not settling for less. I want to broadcast, you know, the best of me still. And it's helped. So I've been able to do a lot of virtual work. So do you think hopefully when the when the world opens back up, this is something that you will continue to do? Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's taught all of us that, you know, we've had these capabilities, but I think, I don't think anybody's ever going to go back to just, you know, in-person things. I think everything's going to be in-person with a live stream broadcast uh, just because <laughs> we've learned so much. And, you know, you can touch so many people and so many people can hear you at one time when you go this route. So I think it will always, from this point on, you'll get both. 
Okay. Would you be willing to share some of your work with our listeners? Uh, sure, sure. Uh, let me see. Let me think what I, I do here. Um, okay. All right, here we go. I'll live for the good days. I'll dream of the great nights. I'll live for the ones I lost. Light us up. We're going to live in the afterlife. It's all sacrifice. We got the appetite to be a better man. Let's unite. My life like a pair of picture. One look and you're going to say I'm getting richer. But here's the picture. Here's the fixture. Change the game real quick and I'm going to get you. So change your back and roll the back. We're on the slide. I switch this up to a freestyle right here on Riverside. So check it. We're moving everything. See, news comes and goes in a quick fashion. I got to say this right now. I'm rocking right now with my girl, Ash. A couple interviews and a couple questions. I see you right here. We're in this session. When I leave, I'm going to give you a peace sign and thousands of blessings. Okay, wait. So that was that was a freestyle? That was a freestyle, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, love it. That's love why it. I was like, let me, let me see what I want to do. I said, no, nah, you know, I'm just going to do something original and just do a freestyle. I say you have something of your own, you know on the podcast yes i appreciate it that was amazing thank you thank you thank you so where can the people find you uh you can check me out on wordsmithmusic.com that's my official site and then on social networks you can look me up under wordsmith on instagram it's wordsmith music but across everything else is wordsmith and um my email is wordsmith at wordsmithmusic.com. Very simple. And I just encourage, I definitely write back when people reach out. So feel free to get in touch. Thank you so much for that. Do you have any questions for me? Uh, yeah, Ash, just keep doing what okay. you're doing. I'm here to support you. Yeah, I'm here to support you. And anytime a black woman is doing something of her own and showing power, I'm here to support it. So. I'm definitely got your back on this. Thank you so much. Welcome. And that family was Wordsmith. Thank you for listening. And please, please, please go and check him out. He does great things for the community and he's an amazing artist. So please check him out. You can find me on Facebook by searching for the Hands Up Don't Shoot Podcast Facebook group. On Instagram at HudsPod. You can send me an email at HudsPod at gmail.com You can check out my website at www.hudspod.com And again, HudsPod is spelled H-U-D-S-P-O-D Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get the latest episodes. And if you don't mind, please leave me a five-star review. Stay safe, and I'll see you next week.